Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, There we go. Vix has just uh, tweeted, From racism to jokes for five-year-olds in seconds. Best show on the radio, isn't it, though? Um, So don't call in now, because we're kind of done with the calls uh, 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 for tonight. Uh, Catherine, you're off now for two weeks. Anything exciting happening? Loads of exciting things. Beautiful. Oh, you want me to tell you? Not really. Okay. <laughs> well, because I know that you, I'll, you'll send me pictures anyway, which I'm looking forward to. I, m- I miss you when you're away. Who's producing? Hayley. Oh, I like Hayley. She's, um, uh, but she's not as good as you. Correct. <laughs> I do like Hayley, but I miss you when you're away. You know, because the show is, the show, the producer-presenter thing has always been, a, you know, you know, it's been a good relationship for us. But then it's evolved from me being my show to kind of, you know, being us. Mm-hmm. So I miss you. And then, so two weeks of you not being there. Then I'm on my own. Then I'm off and you're hosting, yeah. which is good. That's good news for people. But then we'll get back to, well, whatever normal is. Yeah, September. So have a nice holiday. Thanks. Um, So, XTC, flipping brilliant. You know the hits, man. Senses working overtime, uh, making plans for Nigel, uh, Sergeant Rock, and all of that stuff. Um, And Andy Partridge is the guy that gets all the attention. And and I I think Andy... Genius, and maybe slightly, slightly strong, but certainly borderline genius. Is 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 one of Rock's great eccentrics. I'm going to go with. Um, but there were other people in the band, and um, Colin Moulding was the bass player, and also wrote some of the biggest hits. Uh, what he wrote, Making Plans for Nigel, which I think probably was their biggest hit. He wrote um, Generals and Majors and Grass and King for a Day and some big songs, man, and a. Flipping amazing bass player. And Terry Chambers was the original drummer. And, and when Partridge had his breakdown in 82 and said, I'm not touring anymore, um, Terry Chambers went, well, do you know what? I'm moving to Australia. <laughs> and um, and they have got together. They recorded an EP that came out late last year, which is a, is a delight. And they've just announced that they're playing, that there's TC and I, Terry Chambers and I, it's a good name. They're playing um, four dates at Swindon, the art centre, which is where they live and where they've always lived, and um, they sold. I, th- I think there might be. A, they just released a few more tickets, um, but these people haven't played together for years and years and years, and they are bricking it. Um, I think you will enjoy this. So this was me chatting to Colin Moulding and Terry Chambers from XTC earlier on today. 
Well, this is exciting. I've driven all the way out to sunny Swindon to go and meet um, Colin Moulding. Oh, we have XTC. Let's see if he's given me the right address. Yeah. Hey, it's Colin oh, Moulding. Hello, doing? brother. How are you doing? Nice to see Killing. you. Killing. Hey, hello. Oh, God, the kids are off school. Oh. Tell me about it. I know. I know. I'm dealing with it. Oh, How are you, man? You're right. I'm all right. Yes, yes. Yeah, they had Terry out the back with the messages. Oh, oh wow. Themselves out the back. This weather's um, ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous, yeah. I'm going to say it, it's a little bit too hot. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit yeah. too much. TC. Yeah. It's Mr. Lee. Hello, mate. Hello, everyone. Hello, under there. You're all right. It's just the neighbours, yeah. How are you doing? I'm here. Nice to meet you. You're all right. Ah. XTC, and we yep. thought, no, that's too sort of, perhaps too X obvious, you know. The X of it, um, not XTC, as in EXTC. Yeah. yeah, EX sort of. Well, the X has been lobbed off, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we thought that was kind EX, of okay. XTC, you know, I mean, that was, I think that was the first thing that sort yeah. of came up. We thought, oh, geez, you know. But um, your listeners probably won't know that uh, maybe they don't know about Terry being TC. Yeah, of course, yeah. They may not, oh. so... Being Terry Chambers, Terry Chambers. Yep. Yeah. You're the eye. Can I turn the fan <coughs> off? Yeah. Just because yeah. of the noise. It means we're going to sweat. I don't know. He doesn't know how to do it. That's even on. That's just on number one as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. quite want you guys to sweat. <coughs> yeah. um, so you're playing. You two are playing some gigs. When was the last time? Okay, I, I will. I will explain this, and my fans are quite musical literate, so they will know about XTC. They will know that you stopped touring when eighty two, nineteen eighty two. Have you played gigs together since then? No, never. Wow. In San Diego, California, and um, it was eighty two, wasn't yeah, it? I can't remember the month actually, but yes, that was our last yeah. Gig. So that's. Quite a long time ago. It then. is a long time ago. Well, the question is, what has taken you so long? Because obviously, Andy pulled the plug on the touring. That was his well, Andy decision. Had his, Andy had his breakdown, as, yeah. as everybody knows. That's that's well documented. Yeah. You know, and we just proceeded to make records for the for the next thirty uh, odd years. And you made, <clears throat> you know, I'm a huge fan. You've made some brilliant records. But was there never a point where, you know, like when in the Beach Boys, when Brian Wilson had his breakdown and said, oh, I'm not, I can't tour anymore, and they just got, well, they got Glenn Campbell in and they got Bruce Johnson in. Was there never a moment where you went, oh, maybe we could go out and tour without Andy 
and d still do the songs justice? Uh, I, I don't think we ever considered it, you know. XTC without Andy was unthinkable, really. Yeah. So we just we just made records, we just accepted it. But uh, Terry left the band around that time right. because obviously that was one step too far for him, you know. Right. And because uh, touring was like kind of a major part of of the, his agenda. And um, but the rest of us accepted it, and, and me being a writer as well, it was kind of a consolation prize the fact that we could spend more time writing. Yeah. You know? uh, Dave kind of mourned it, I think, but accepted it, and um, and then Terry kind of a few months later, Terry left. Really. Was it was it the touring thing, Terry, that 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 was the final straw for you, or was it? Because well, I read a report somewhere that that, that it was was it, Eng it was English Settlement. Was it? I no, the, the, the Mummer album. The yeah. Mummer album. And then you, yeah. were, you were pissed well, off with this. Well, um, I didn't think that the songs. I mean, I could be stand corrected on this. I didn't think they were after English Settlement, which was the previous album, which it was you know it seemed to be everything seemed to be building on the yeah. rock. I felt that the, some of the songs that we were rehearsing at that time there were not quite as strong as the English Settlement thing. Yeah. So that in a combination of, you know, I'm never going to tour again type of thing there. These things sort of started to add up to me, and I'm thinking, you know, is it time for me? Plus, you know, I had um, a, mar a marriage situation. Uh, yeah. 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 A, a sort of situation as well at this time, and all these things sort of seemed yeah. to build up, and, and, and really they sort of added up to one thing, really, which was m me to say, well, perhaps it's time I moved on from this, you yeah. know. And um, Andy actually rang me at that point in time and said, well, listen, you know, if, if you're worried about the songs, I'll scrap the lot and start again. Wow. I said, you know, I said, look, they're your songs, Andy. I, yeah. I said, I can't be, you know, you know you're know, you not going to cut your arm off for me. You know, I think it's time I sort of just moved away. And basically that was it. Right. So They took um, on I, a bit more of a folky vibe, though. Yeah. I mean, they were slightly folky, but it was electric folk with English Settlement. Right. But they took on a bit more of an acoustic kind of tone. And, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a very gentle album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. As, you know, XTC as a band was sort of moving in a slightly different direction to the, the sort of like the thump whack sort of tradition that I provided in the early days. Yes. As as things changed when Barry left, so yeah. you know it was just sort of like a natural evolution, I guess, for the band. Yeah. And somebody had, somebody had to give, and it was me. And then you went off to Australia. Is that yeah, right? I went there for thirty four years. Yeah. Wow. And were you drumming when you were over Well, there? when I first got there, I wasn't really doing anything at all. And I got, I got approached by a band over there to sort of fill in for somebody, you know, through a friend of mine that um, was an agent out there. And I thought, God, I've got to try and do something. So, um, yeah, I, I sort of went in and, and played about 18 months um, with a band called Dragon out there, right. you know, which, you know, it put food on the table, but it certainly wasn't an enjoyable experience. You know, because, I mean, we were four lads from Swindon yeah. type of thing, grew up, I mean, Colin and myself have been playing since we were 17, and, I don't know, you just have that sort of bond there that, um, you know, when I went into the Dragon thing, it was like a hired gun, you know, I was, mm. and, I don't know, you never really feel part of the, the... They were in jokes, they were Kiwis, actually, and there was sort of uh, four or five of them, and, um, you know, they were talking about things I knew nothing about. Well, so, in their own language. That's right, yeah. You know, yeah. they're obviously from a foreign country, but this, yeah. you have your own little shorthands, yeah. don't so you? I always, always, always the odd man out, there's no doubt. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think in every oh, band, in every band, band better, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to kind of flip and flop all over the place. How did you... T were you two always in contact, then, for the last 30-odd years? Over for family dues, right. you know, 
and occasionally we might go out for a beer, you know. But generally, you know, we I never saw him. Well, then what shifted this time then? What what was the conversation where you went, yeah, maybe we should do something together? Well, well, Terry came over and intended to stay. Right. Because he was having personal problems and was getting divorced. And uh, Same here, brother. Uh, no. Well, I joined the club. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? What a club to be a member of. Well, it's a happy club afterwards, I usually find. Right, you know, okay. During that period of time, it's... Um, it's a difficult time, as you well know. Yeah. When you're going through this thing, you know you're just getting pulled from pillar to post, and it's anybody that says it's an amicable divorce oh. probably hasn't had a real. You I'm, know. I'm sort of coming towards the end of it, but yeah. still slow. And the, the fact everyone bandies that word divorce around, yeah. and you think, oh, it's going to be easy. Oh, it's horrible, it's, man. It's, isn't no, it? it's just dreadful because the only people that make anything out of it. <laughs> are the solicitors? Is the if, if you know what I mean, yeah. you know, because one side will drag it out. Oh, you want to be doing this, and 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 in the end, neither yourself or your your spouse. Not that you go into this thing to get the upper hand, but it just seems to me that they don't. Yeah. They don't sort of make the passage easy. Right. You know. Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. Well, I've gone through it. Oh, is it done? I'm out the other side. Oh, well. And it's it's all right at the end? I think so. Well, yeah, I mean, it's never ideal, but um, better it's over now and, um, you know, still come out. So you moved back over here. Yes. And that was when the cog started turning that maybe... Well, well, it's actually, he was over here a week after he'd been over here a week. He came came to, for a wedding, wasn't it? Yeah. He came for a wedding and stopped rather longer than than he thought he would do. Right. And uh, then he said, well, I'm intending to move back uh, for good. Yeah. And I thought the cogs of my mind started to turn, as as they say. And I thought, hmm... I wonder, would you be into recording some songs? And he, you know, we went out and got really drunk one night. This was at the White Horse, Uffington White Horse. There's a pub at the foot of the White Horse called the White Horse, believe it or not. Cleverly done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just got horribly drunk in there one Sunday night and filled our faces with pizza you know, washing our faces in pizza. <laughs> uh, and uh, and um, I popped the question. I said, do you fancy? <laughs> Got down on one knee. So yeah. the next thing you know, I'm married again. Yeah. So I got a ring and, uh, and the, yeah, the rest no, is hysterical. Yeah. Um, very much similar to the, the the way that Ian Gillen ended up getting the job for Black Sabbath. How did you do I don't know the story. Well, apparently he'd left Deep Purple and Ozzy had left Black Sabbath yeah. and um, I don't know whether he's got any relevance <laughs> to the story. But, um, you know, once again, he went out with Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler, as I understand the story, and once again got horribly drunk and then Gillen woke up the next day realising that he'd had this phone call saying, um, you know, you're late for rehearsals and he apparently he'd arranged more or less sort of, you know, next thing you know, he's sort of touring with the Stonehenge thing and all the rest of it, you know. But um, I'm hoping our ending will be a bit happier than that because obviously Gillen ended up sort of saying, well, Ozzy's really the singer for this band, you know what I mean? And they sort of went back to where they should be. So, but I think it was just that moment. Well, it was was just a moment of drunken lunacy, literally. So you decided to record and you released this wonderful EP. When did the EP come out? That was a while ago, wasn't it? It came out in uh, October oh, of, was last year, of last year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And how, how did you find that? How did you find work? Because it's the bass and the drums, yeah. integral yes. backbone of the ba- of any band. Well, Colin basically had um, a couple of these songs that he was going to record anyway, um, two of which we sort of wrote once I got involved, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, he was... 
I mean, I just sort of filled the filled the gap, I, I guess, and sort of made it a little bit because Colin was saying it's sort of very soul destroying, just sort of working on your own, right. you know. So um, the fact that I sort of came on board sort of meant that we can sort of spend time together here, yeah. And it just sort of eases the burden a little bit because. You can then sort of bounce things off of me thinking, you know, uh, and you're, you're not totally making the decisions there because if sometimes if you're a little unsure, it's just it's just nice to sort of have somebody to sort yeah. of think, well, what do you think then, you know? Soul-destroying, um, though, doing stuff on your own. It is, really. really. Why? I think the writing is OK. You yeah. need, I think you need to do the writing on your own, but with it, but the actual physicality of getting these machines working yeah. and, and, you know, jumping the other side of the curtain. You should say we're sat in a very fancy, compact, but a very yeah. fancy home studio. It's got the, the whole... I can see them just poking out. Yeah. That, um, yeah. I better get sot in here when you're playing. that has got all the stuff. So, yeah, d d actually the act of recording. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a three-man job, right. you know. I mean, in the old days, you, you relied on other people to do all that, you know. But since then, over the years, I've got little bits of equipment and stuff, you know. And um, I thought, well, if I'm going to record anything, I certainly can't... No one's going to sign me. So I thought, well, I'd better get some recording equipment and try and do it myself, Yeah. Uh, which I did do. And um, But it was kind of... It was a struggle, kind of, the, the actual physicality of recording, you mm. know. The writing is different. You can just lie in, in your bed with your laptop and you just plug in a keyboard and away you go. That's, you your, that's your technique, is that's your... Oh, yes. Your secret is, is doing it in bed. That's everybody doing So that way, the songs it? are kind of written in bed, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, I thought, well, we've got to try and bring these songs to life. And it just so happens that... Uh, Mr. Terry Chambers turned up on my doorstep. And it was... I got him out of bed, basically. <laughs> You're coming out to play, Colin. Yeah. Um, and, and XTC fans are thrilled, by, you know, by this. And the, the EP is a joy. It's a delight to hear. To hear you two playing together again is great. It must have been... The reaction must have been pleasing, because there's a lot of love out there for well, we you guys. The reaction to the EP, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Well, bewildering. We didn't know we were going to get the reaction that we did, you know. It was kind of, oh, Christ, you know. And um, so when we sold more than we, what we thought, we thought, oh, my God. And um, we thought, well, should we do some shows, you know. I was, having written all those songs for XTC over the years, I thought, my God, I'm never going to hear those songs in a concert hall. And I'm just thinking, well, now TC is here. I'm wondering... What's the chances of us doing some shows? Why did you never do shows on your own before? Why was there never an evening with Colin Moulding presenting the hits from XTC? You know what? It, did it just never occur to you? Were you afraid? Um, I don't know. Just providing the impetus, just right. him, him turning up. It yeah, was just kind of... It was, it was the push to do it, you yeah. know. But um, I, I'm not... I mean, recording is my first love, yeah. I have to say. And writing and recording is my first love, and and um, but you know, I enjoyed gigs up to a point, uh, but it was a kind of, you know, the five years that we had touring with XTC in the early days. It was relentless, wasn't it? It was relentless, yeah. And uh, did that suck the fun out oh, of it? Oh, absolutely. I think that's what you know led to Andy making his decision. If we'd have had more sympathetic management, right. Instead of just sort of like Thank trying you. to turn this thing into a money-making machine, as most of them do. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's in it to sort of make money or make a living at least. But, um, you know, you're sort of more or less treated like a machine. And some people hold up to the rigours of the road better than others. Right. And I think in Andy's case, 
you know, being the front man as well, the added pressure with him, I think basically that took its toll. But I didn't realise that until sort of later on because I was a young guy at the time thinking, ah, shit, you've, you've, you've done it now, yeah. you know. Just a knee-jerk reaction from me, perhaps, and not quite fully understanding that you know Andy at that time was of Valium. I had never didn't have any idea that he was on it in the first place. Yeah. Yet alone to be have his 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 pills sort of like thrown down a toilet, you know, a night before a gig. I mean, it was just something that I, none of us. I certainly wasn't aware of any of that. Do you regret? Leave him when well, you did. Yeah, I think if once again, if we'd have had good management, maybe they'd have sort of come round to me and say, "Listen, let's all have a break yeah. and have a calm down." But no, it was just sort of, you know, well, if you're not touring on the road, then you better get in the studio and record, yeah. you know. So it was that. So Andy never really got like the rest that he perhaps needed. But as I say, I sort of blame management for that. And they, you know, any are there any sympathetic managers out there? Are there? Um, if so, get in touch well, immediately. Know, well, I don't know. I don't know. They'll have we have a very low percentage as opposed to 50%, which they normally get or whatever. I think but, me- mental illness then, yeah. uh, which is what it is, I suppose, yeah. um, wasn't really understood then. It's not really understood now, but it's understood more. Yeah. And it, then it was just kind of, oh, put yourself together, you know, man. Yeah. What are you, yeah. what yeah. you yeah. playing at? You know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, I'm harping on about management, I know, but, um, you know, I think with good management and, and uh, man management more so than anything, you know, or person management um you know they, they they could have seen that this thing was beginning to fragment you know and i think basically the whole band needed a rest at that yeah. point you know so instead of sort of if they said have six months off go yeah. off go off on yeah, holiday go be, be with your family and then come yeah, back it yeah. might have been different yeah i think andy could have sort of perhaps pulled himself together a little bit more and um i think you know whether he would have played live anymore but I think just the gradual build up to that really sort of put him over the edge you know without you know somebody coming in there and sort of helping the guy out let's talk about the live shows is it four nights at the Swindon Arts Centre yes four nights at the Swindon Arts Centre folks so uh, come along and clap along and And have you have you booked this all yourself you've done this kind of like all yourself yes we booked it all ourselves we thought well Let's form a combo with two other guys, which we have done. We've had a little bit of rehearsal, and let's just play the songs in their raw state, you know. No back screen, back screen projection, yeah. folks. No know. dancing girls. No, no lasers. No, <sighs> it's just going to be you're just going to be looking at us four. That's it, basically. <laughs> yeah. And but, listening to this tunes because it's about the music. Yeah. And so, what, what are you doing? What songs are you doing? Well, that would be telling, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, come on, look yeah, at this, he's playing yeah, the game. Man, everyone yeah, wants yeah. a scoop. He might desert us in droves. Right. <laughs> the problem with it is we're still sort of trying to sort the actual running order of these Because it's not, it's not so. until October, is it? So you've got... No, that's right. Oh, actually, yeah, so it's a couple of... only a so couple we of may, months, yeah. We may tell you something now, and it might, might not yeah, be yeah. the same in three months' time. That's the problem, because we're still trying to get this stuff together with these other two guys, as well as ourselves. And... Um, yeah, it's sort of taking shape, but, um, you know, we're still juggling, you know, where okay. they're going and all this stuff. I'm going to say some titles and I'm going to watch your eyes. King for a day. I'm not saying anything. Whoa! He's clo- closed. closed my eyes. <laughs> Terry, look at me. Yes Terry, Terry look at me. <laughs> look at me. Well, actually, Grass. King for a day is, is one of the ones in question. Oh, really? He's. he's, he's, he's grass. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. All right. I shan't push it. 
Well, a lot of them have got very high production values, the XTC things, you know. We're doing them on a completely different palette, you know. So what, what's the band? So are you, you, you bass, obviously. Yeah, bass and singing. Bass. Yeah, bass and singing. Drums. Who else have you got in the band? Well, we've got a rather nice keyboard player called Gary Bamford. Yep. And, uh, and then on guitar is Mr. Steve Tilling. Fantastic. They're local guys, but they're really rather good. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Jamie East. Now, as well as being on talk radio every afternoon between 1 and 4 p.m., I've just started a brand new podcast that I wanted to tell you about. It's called Talk Film. We've got interviews with the big stars like Martin Freeman, Tandy Newton, Josh Brolin, loads of them. And also all of the reviews of the week's big releases. There's a new episode every Thursday, available through Apple Podcasts and your favourite podcast app. Just search for Talk Film and give it a whirl. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On talk radio. The reaction online has been incredible. People are coming... There's a Facebook page, TC and I Facebook page, uh, which I signed up to. People are coming from Germany. I think you've got a couple coming from America. Yes. no pressure, but, you know, this suddenly is becoming a thing, isn't it? Did you realise it was going to be no, a thing? We didn't know it was going to be a thing, mm. no. We thought we were just going to set up in a a, a, concert, a small concert venue and just uh, invite our friends. But no, word, the word got out. and uh, People are coming for all, all, all the shows as well. People have booked yeah, for some, all nights. Some have, yeah. So actually there's only going to be f- sort of 200 people turning up on four different... <laughs> Three different nights, probably. But so, would yeah. say we've got an ordeal of the most grievous kind. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were saying in the kitchen, uh, Colin, that um, 
you're shitting yourself a bit. I, 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 that, that will surprise people, I think. When was, the la- when was the last time you played a gig, you stood on stage with a guitar and played your own songs? Uh, 1982. It was that. It was. It was. Yeah, that. my own songs. Yeah, yes. Wow. Yes. So. So I don't know. Where, where do you stand? I mean, uh, when uh, they'll have to be shown, I'll have to be helped onto the stage and positioned where I've got to be. You know. You face the front that much. You face yeah. the audience. That's the tip I can give you. Yeah, I don't quite fancy that very much. Do you not? Actually, no. How no. are you feeling about it? Well, the, the die is cast, isn't it? So I've got to do it now. But uh, it's like you walk into your death. You? <laughs> walking to the scaffold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like sort of, I mean, this art centre thing. There, it was the first place we ever played when we were seventeen. Was so right, I mean, the irony of it all. And as I say, I'm probably just as nervous now as I was then. Yeah. Yet, despite over those years, you know, I mean, we played some pretty big places. Yeah. And it. It sort of it didn't sort of really bother me too much. You get a little bit of nerves, you know, prior. That's that young but, uh, yeah. cockiness, though, isn't it? And then once you get playing there, you sort of think, well, this is provided everything's going okay. You're not getting glassed <laughs> or whatever, which did happen in the early days. Um, yeah, you know, you sort of go through it and and you become a quite a well-oiled machine. But having not done this either of us for such a long time, it's yeah, sort of. Um, we're sort of born again. But that's exciting, though, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's it makes you feel alive. It has the ring of kind of 77, really, where we used yeah. to do the Hope and Anchor and the Red Cow and all those pubs in London. It's got that kind of vibe to yeah. it. It's because it's small, it's cosy, and there's, you know, not room for that many people. That's why we have to do the, the four nights, really, you know. That's the reason we sort of picked the Arts Centre, really, because it's sort of quite... It's a great venue. You know, it's a, a nice little place. And once again, we had no idea how many people would be interested in even seeing us at yeah. all. Yeah. So the thing with it was, if, if the tickets didn't go particularly well, we could have said, well, f- forget doing the other three nights. Yeah. I mean, we booked them because they were consecutive nights and we thought, well, possibly it would be nice to do it in that sort of run and we more or less were obliged to sort of book it like that otherwise if we just did the one and then the other dates had gone on to something you know peter pan or whatever else they put on there yeah (laughs) um you know it would have been too late for us so we had to sort of grab it and think oh geez and we didn't know whether we'd fill the four nights or not you were unaware because yeah yeah yeah, well yeah i mean it's easy yeah you know you can't be sure and we didn't want to be seen to sort of be sort of you know take on a big venue and, and all this sort of stuff there and think Christ you know it's half empty yeah. you know I mean you'd sort of, I mean, I used to be excited when we used to do places like the Marquee for three nights and it was packed out for three nights yeah. and there were still people queued out so that was a better vibe than playing the rainbow and sort of you know three quarters of the bloody seats are still empty I, I, you know? I can guarantee that there is going to be so much affection in that room yeah. that even if you sucked which you won't <laughs> well maybe I don't know <laughs> we've considered that as well yeah. but, but there, there's going to be Picking a lot of advice off of you here tonight. I'll tell you that. But uh, there's going to be so much affection in that room. I don't know if you've read the comments on the Facebook page. There's so much love for you guys, you know, that that I think even transcends the music. You could stand there for an hour and just, you know, read the phone book and people would still love it because it's it's something that they thought they would never see. You know, you two, a percentage of XTC playing the songs. Somebody said on there, I believe, that uh, perhaps Colin will sort of read some notes from 
him a gardening book and all Chambers will be just drunk in the corner, so perhaps that might be sufficient. I don't know. <laughs> I'd pay that's <laughs> performance art. <laughs> I'd pay for that. All right, for 27 quid, no <laughs> way. <laughs> I saw the brilliant... Um, uh, is, it, is it This Is Pop, the documentary yeah. that came out? Yeah. That was that was yeah, great, wasn't it? Yeah. He did a good job, that fellow, didn't he? Charlie, Charlie Thomas, Thomas yeah. yes. He did the 10cc one and all that. Usually the ones that get on BBC4, but we didn't. They wouldn't... They BBC wouldn't, wouldn't touch it, would they? They wouldn't show it, no. Why? Because we're not that cool, I suppose. You know. <laughs> hey, all right, I'm going to ask, because to me, XTC is one of the great British bands of all time. You're up there, I'm going to say it, you're up there with the Beatles in terms of each album being a step forward and being a progression, in terms of, you know, I think songs like King for a Day, Grass and Senses Working Overtime, they're pop classics. And I, I can never understand why you're not, one of the biggest bands in the world. Partly the touring thing, okay, that kind of scuppered the momentum that you had going in that direction. But do you know what? Do you do you know? What I mean, have you pondered that? Do you sometimes, when you're in your bed and you've put your keyboard to one side, go, why weren't we bigger? Do you know what I mean by that? It's nice actually being the best kept secret in the world. Really? Yeah. You still yeah. enjoy that? That's nice because you, you know, if you're up there, then you're harder. They harder you fall. You know, the longer, bigger the drop. You know. But we've always been kind of an underling, you know. Well, I think that's why the XTC fans like XTC. It's yeah. because not everybody does, and they, yeah. it's sort of like a bit of an exclusive sort of club, you know. Um, you know, whereas bands like U2, for example, they're worldwide and global, and everybody loves U2. You know what I mean? Well, well, so well, it's no surprise. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, actually, music there's, there's millions of millions. But, okay, of millions well, the, of the equivalent I can think of like... is is the Police and Sting, who were kind of they were your peers, weren't they? You would you, we toured with them in yeah. America, yeah, yeah. And and you know, Sting is Sting is up there, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say it. I think he's a bit shit. You know, I, d- I think he's a bit. You know, and and the, he's the, had good moments. He's had good moments. Yes, yes, yes he's yes. had good moments. But he's up there, and and you guys, in my opinion, in the opinion of a lot of people, you know, there's always you, every six months or a year there'll be a, an article in Uncut or Mojo about the XTC, the band you must, the five top XTC albums you must have. You know, and it's I don't I don't think our band ever had any any sex appeal to an extent. Whereas Sting, you'd have Excuse to say, me. well, sat next to Mr. Colin Moulding, for I, sakes. I know, and I know, guy. I know him very well. Right, okay. um, no. But you know, I, I think there was a certain appeal with 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 people like Sting. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, for example, nearly 100% of our CD sales have gone to males, yeah, as opposed yeah. to yes, so we 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 99.9%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, we don't really appeal to the female market. So I mean, that's sort of 50% of the population, or or very close so, to it. Yes. So I mean, there you go. That's part of it. Um, it's probably too soon to ask, but have you considered? What might if these shows go well, and more importantly, if you enjoy them, any ideas? What's you know, have you talked about what might happen afterwards? We haven't got a clue what's going to happen. We might be egged off. We don't know. I, I, we're just going to take it one step at a time. Right. I think you know, we don't. Uh, we're not going to look that far ahead. So you've not thought about. You've not said. Well, if hey, if this goes well, maybe we'll do a little little tour. Might you know, anything like that? Well, as I said, my 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 kind of. The whole thing in the business for me is recording and and kind of re- and uh, composing. Yeah. You know, that's my thing, and this is kind of a side thing really okay. for me. Yeah, interesting, yeah. But I, you know, I don't know about touring the world. It's no. just it's a lifestyle that I didn't much go on anyway. Right. I think I miss my kids, women growing up. You yeah, know. Yeah. Now I've got my granddaughter. 
you know, it's kind of, I'm going to miss out again, aren't I? You yeah. know, so. What are you doing with your voice? Because your voice on the new songs is incredible. It's like, it hasn't, do you, do you know what I mean, Terry? It's not, it's not age. It's like a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy the first situation, time, that's what it is. It is. Yeah. The first time you go and listen to a, to a song from a, from a, you know, from a group or members of a group you've not heard from years, yeah. there's always a, yeah. this could well, be a stinker. But it's, hey, the songs are great. And your voice, man, it's amazing. Yeah, his voice, his voice has maintained it's, 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 it
and I'm not trying to cause an argument. You don't want to answer it. Don't answer it. But did you feel that focus on him was was unfair? You feel sometimes that you don't get your just desserts. I suppose yes. I suppose, but I'm not. I've never been one for kind of hogging the limelight no. anyway. So um, yeah, I just grin and bear it really. <laughs> I think from the early days. Andy was the principal songwriter. Colin wrote a couple of songs, and he, he he became better as the years went on, and wrote more. But in the early days, it was sort of like we were sort of Partridge's mob, really. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, he was front and centre, and 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 he he soaked it all up. Yeah. So it was a, very much of a surprise to me that um, you know he didn't want to play in front of an audience anymore. It's like you know what happened to sort of you know the guy that wanted to soak it up. I mean when he was in the room there he wanted to be the centre of attention. Yeah. You know as front men generally tend to be. Um, so that's why he got most of the the right. attention and um, you know if interviews were going to be done they wanted him and I'd probably go along with support or Dave or Barry would go along with support or on another occasion if Colin had to do one either one of us would go on but very rarely would Colin and Andy do it together they would be in right. different things yeah. quite well, often we work separately all the time yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he, I mean he had to sort of take, take that um, I mean that was the mantle he sort of took on you know Terry look at me generals and majors oh a little smile there there was a little smile your poker face sucks <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry he's getting it's abusive it's now this is an interrogation not an interview yeah, exactly. <laughs> get that spotlight and put it on you um, Dave Gregory have you spoken to Dave uh, not recently right no. We had a bit of a falling out. I oh, think. really? I didn't really. Yes, Sorry. yes. I seem to be the anchorman in all this. But um, that's bands for you. It is bands. It, it is bands. It's unfortunate that we all get a bit huffy with things, yeah. and, you know, and you're dealing with always oh, taking the credit for that, and I should be, you know, it's this kind of thing. And um, But, you know, when you look at it, we, we stuck together for a hell of a long time. yeah. yeah. Okay, we've had fallings out over the last ten years. We've had a few skirmishes. Yeah, I can't be denied. But you know, if he was at my door, I'd invite him in for a cup of tea. And then tell him to get out. <laughs> uh, did you get on with Todd Rundgren? Were you okay with him? I got on with him all right, actually. I thought he was all right. Yeah. But you know, but I let him produce. Right. Okay. Whereas Andy couldn't let go of the reins. That's the thing. Mm. And uh, it was just two philosophers of recording that just clashed. You know, and his one of these chaps that, you know, he hasn't had a good day unless he's made you do it eight times, you know. Whereas Todd was kind of, if it, if he hadn't clinched it by a couple of takes, then we'd move on or right. pass it over, yeah. you know. And it uh, kept things moving, you know. But Andy was kind of, you know, he, he's a stickler. He kind of wants it right. We can't move on to anything else until it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. So there was there was the clash, you know. And favourite uh, favourites uh, is a lousy, lame question. We're going to ask it. Favourite XTC album. If you had to pluck one out to say this is this was my band and this is what we did and what we sounded like. What what what, what one would you go for? It's difficult. Isn't it, it is difficult, and it's, yeah. again, it's that thing that like I said that it's the progression. That every album is a, is a move on from the previous. I like parts of Non Search. I must admit, I, I think. I'll probably on balance, I'd go for that one. Yeah. Well, there's parts of Drums and Wires that I like as well, yeah. you know. So Black Sea too. So I'm on. I'm afraid I'm on the fence. <laughs> Terry, what would you? Yeah. Did you listen to them after you left? Not really. <laughs> no, I didn't. Was it kind of a two fingers up? 
Not, not really. I, it was, um, you know, the fact that they sort of continued on. I think it was a bit sort of too close to my heart. Right. Really thinking, what would have I have done in in those circumstances? Yeah. You know, uh, and fair play to them. They had some great guys playing, and they've done some. I mean, I'm trying to tread in their shoes some of them because we're, we're but to answer your question earlier we're doing some songs from nearly all the albums right, okay. which includes quite a lot stuff of stuff that, that I weren't did, on, I weren't on. and old, uh, Pete Best syndrome really yeah, isn't it? yeah it's yeah. kind of you're trying to uh, you know pin this mother down you know <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. that, that the Trogs tape Ba-da-da, yeah. ba-da-da, you've played it already yeah it's that's right that. yeah no, yeah I think it's yeah. Dubba, 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 dubba. Cha. <laughs> chat, that's the one, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm having to tread as close as I possibly can yeah. uh, in the footsteps of great drummers, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's been challenging in itself. Um, Let alone trying to remember what I did myself. You got, uh, right, well, uh, listen, I'm going to wind this up because we're in the hottest room and I've made you turn the fan off and I appreciate your patience. But um, So it's, it's Swindon Art Centre. They've just released a load of tickets, but they may have gone already. But look, yeah. in October, have you got, you guys haven't got a website or anything, have you? Well, I, I, somebody looks after something on Facebook, I think. Okay. He emailed me and said, "Could I do it?" I said, "Well, crack on if you want to." Yeah. You know, but this is the TCNI. Well, there's the TCNI one, and apparently there's a Colin Moulding right. one as well. But yeah. you know, they're welcome to kind of. You guys want to get on the Twitter with the hashtags yeah. and the trolls and all of that? Yeah. The yeah. Online fighting. Yeah, I don't know. Do you really want to get no, down there? A lot of people have gone right. through that, and they, you know, um, a lot of people <laughs> I understand are pulling out of that type Twitter's of thing. Horrible, but man. Um, you guys are well off out there. Yeah, I think so. It's um, we're too busy. I mean, too busy. Yeah, it's, it's a world. I just met your granddaughter. Of course, you're too busy. You got your hands full yes. with a little well, one there. Holidays. Well, that's yeah. only one. holiday hell. Oh. <laughs> it's Friday. It must be Amala's day. <laughs> <laughs> She's adorable. Hey, listen, I'm so thrilled that you guys are doing this. Um, you're going to be nervous. Nothing I'm going to say has changed that, yeah. but there's going to be so much affection for you lot. Yeah. You know, so much affection. Um, I'm coming, I think, on the Tuesday. I've got a couple of tickets. I'm right. going to come down and see it. Yeah. Um, best what of luck. Where are you in then, Ian? Oh, I'm in... Uh, he'll be the tallest one there. He's about six foot seven. <laughs> I will be... I will have we'll my banner. I'll be waving a banner. I'll be screaming for Terry. I'll be chucking my underwear. Oh, my God. That's going to be happening. Um, I, I wish you the very, very best of luck. And I hope I hope more than anything you enjoy it. You know, yeah. I hope thank that you, you enjoy thank, it. Uh, thank, thank you for coming all this way to interview yeah. us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ian. That's a great rehearsal. Should we do it? Now, I'm <laughs> no, this is the Todd Rundgren way of doing it. We're done. <laughs> the late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio.